Folks, if you're liking what you're getting from 30MPC, the number one way you can support us is by subscribing to our newsletter. Every week, you only get two emails. On Monday, you get a content roll-up of everything that dropped last week. And on Fridays, I pick one topic and I personally write a deep dive on things like how to cold call, how to run a discovery call, or even how to hire an AE. So if you're liking what you're getting here, take two seconds, go to the show notes. You'll see a button to subscribe to our newsletter, or you can go to 30mpc.com backslash newsletter and do it there. We'll catch you soon. Cheers. You got to negotiate your sales offer. The reality is there are a lot of sales teams that will allow for flex and wiggle in your OTE, in your equity, in your ramp schedule, and you are a complete fool if you don't at least try to negotiate. However, I've seen people do negotiations the wrong way and ruin all of the goodwill that they've built in the interview process and turn it into a hostile type of negotiation where they actually lose the offer because they've managed it the wrong way. And so what we're gonna walk through today is the five levers that you can pull personally in a negotiation and a three, two, one, let's ride. Okay, so before we start going through all the different negotiation tactics, let's talk about the different components of a compensation plan and what you can and probably can't pull on. So the first thing that you most commonly can pull on is your OTE or your on-target earnings. Oftentimes, the first thing that you want to pull on is your total comp package, which consists of your base compensation or your base salary plus your variable. From there, the next thing that you will oftentimes pull on is your equity package. Not every company gives equity, but if you're working for a startup, you almost certainly will have some form of equity. And if you don't, you should have that as a red flag in your book. And then the third piece that's most commonly under negotiated that you should absolutely negotiate is your ramp schedule. For example, if you're selling mid-market deals, a mid-market sales cycle might take 90 days at times. And if you're on full quota in your first quarter, you don't even have time to build pipeline to close a single deal. And so a ramp schedule might mean that you have a 50% quota or you get your OTE for free in your first quarter. And that's something that if you don't have it in your comp plan, you should certainly be negotiating it. And we'll talk about what to negotiate for. The last two bits are, there are some things that in my experience are either not worth negotiating or are really challenging to negotiate. Example number one here is anything related to the mechanics of how equity works but you can absolutely negotiate the total amount of equity. The second area that is oftentimes somewhat trivial to negotiate is the accelerator plan. Number one, they are oftentimes pretty complex because there's a stair-step schedule between zero to 100% of quota, 100 to 150%, 150% to 200%, and oftentimes sales teams don't wanna maintain 10 different accelerator plans for all of their different account executives. And then number two is, Oftentimes it's pointless to negotiate these things because your commission plan literally says your accelerators can be changed at any point in time. And I know that companies very, very frequently change their accelerator plans. Okay, so now you know the different components of a comp plan that can be negotiated. Let's go through the tactics behind how to negotiate effectively once you've got an offer. Step number one actually happens before you get the offer that you want, which is create a fire sale of competition at the finish line. So whenever you find yourself looking at a job that you're interested in, it is critical folks to go start four other interview processes with similar caliber companies and get them caught up 
to the one that you want. What happens is when you get to the end of the negotiation and you try to push for a higher OTE, they're gonna ask, do you have another offer in hand? And if you say no, you're just wishing and hoping. And tactic number two is to stay positive with the job that you want and always give them really positive feedback, but never tell someone that you are the number one choice. Never, ever, ever tell the company that you want to work for that they are your number one choice ever. I would say absolutely PAVE is in the top two companies or three companies that I'm looking at right now. Naturally, the things that matter to me are what happens in the final meetings with the CEO. And then of course I need to look at the comp plans because compensation is really important to me while it's not the only thing. But I'll say from an emotional standpoint, I love you all as a company. And one could argue that you're the, in the top position from that standpoint, but I do need to make sure that everything else pencils out. Is that okay? Tactic number three actually begins with the dollars and the cents now. And this is when it comes to negotiating your OTE. You always wanna start by negotiating your OTE. And the reason for that is it's sort of like playing the game Guess Who, where the first question you ask is not, is it the short person with the freckles and the orange hair? Because you only knock like one person off the board. What you wanna do is you wanna ask the question that's gonna cut the biggest part of the board in half. And then you wanna ask more niche questions to narrow down the negotiation. And so usually the biggest ask that you're gonna have is I wanna go from making 175 to 225. But if you lead with something like, I wanna negotiate a three month ramp and you put all of your negotiation on that first, and then you try to go back to negotiating your OTE, they're gonna be like, wait, no, we already gave you something. Uh, so start nope. with the biggest ask and then taper to smaller asks. The other piece of negotiating your OTE is there's a stack rank in terms of how you negotiate OTE. Like I said earlier, the number one piece of your stack rank should be get a competing offer that has a higher OTE right? You might even choose to get a competing offer with a company that's not as good because a company that's not as good might be willing to put you in a more senior position, like an enterprise role, but you really just want the mid-market role at the blue chip company. And you can use the enterprise OTE to pull up the blue chip mid-market job offer that you have in your hand. If you can't get that, the second and third orders of the pecking order are other real examples of what AEs get paid at other companies. Try to pull real examples as much as humanly possible. The third and absolute worst one is using any sort of public data like Glassdoor, it's absolute garbage. I hesitate to even include it as an option because it's all self-identified garbage data and recruiters do not take it seriously. Tactic number four is not exactly a tactic, but it's a principle, which is you can always catch up on cash, but you can rarely catch up on equity. Typically companies will do what is called a merit cycle every six to 12 months, which is they're gonna look at all of their employees, they're gonna give you a performance review, and what will happen is as they look at your compensation, if you didn't negotiate super hard on your OTA on the front end, they will oftentimes bring you closer to market. Now it's one of those things where if you started at 100 and someone started at 110, you might make it to 125 and they'll make it to 130, but you will get closer and closer and closer and over time your performance will catch up. Your equity, rarely changes. And so I always recommend, especially if you're looking at an early stage company and you're given the trade-off between higher equity or higher cash, 
A lot of people will tell me I'm absolutely crazy for this, but within reason, I will always take the higher equity option. The more equity you can get earlier in your company's tenure, the better, because earlier in a company's tenure, if it's a good company, their stock price is lower than it will be in a year. But again, all of this is under the pretense that number one, you don't need that extra bit of cash that you would have traded. And then number two, you also believe in the company long-term. <laughs> Lastly, number five, negotiate your ramp schedule. My general rule of thumb is I want my ramp cycle to be in line with my sales cycle. So for example, as a mid-market AE, I would want a minimum of one quarter of ramp if it takes 60 to 90 days to close a deal. So figure out for your industry, for your sales cycle, whether it's SMB, mid-market or enterprise, what is standard and try to get a comp plan nailed down that gives you a couple free months when you know you're gonna close nothing and then steadily gradually ramps up in terms of quota. Alrighty folks, hopefully this one was helpful for you. Those are the five things that I would do to negotiate any sales job offer. And of course you're going to have to do this along the way without ruining goodwill with your folks. And if you wanna know what market comps look like for those jobs so you know what you can start to anchor people towards. We did another video on how much can you make in tech sales and let me know what else you'd like to see as part of the advice from a VP of sales series here. Alrighty folks, peace. Today's tip to optimize your sales day is brought to you by Boomerang. If you get an email and the action required on that email is going to take you less than two minutes to do, do it on the spot. It's not worth adding it to your to-do list, having to look at the item, remember what you need to do. That's going to take you more than two minutes anyway. So do it on the spot, get it off your plate. Now we documented our best templates and tips to help you optimize your sales day with our friends at Boomerang. And you can get that documentation for free at the link in the show notes. Here's my secret to being a sales superhuman. It's auto reminders for everything. If I expect any reply from a prospect, I press command H and superhuman pops it right back into my inbox. If I don't get a reply in two days, that means if you handle an objection, if you suggest times for a meeting, or if you ask for cuts back on red lines, always create a two day reminder task and assume they will not reply. So if you want to follow up on time, every time you can get a free month of superhuman by checking it out in the show notes.